Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WNHE's newest local community show, New Haven Newsmakers, hosted by Mayor Steve McMichael. Welcome to New Haven Newsmakers with Mayor Steve. Today, we're in conversation with Allen County Recorder and New Haven resident Nicole Kiesling. Nicole, welcome to New Haven Newsmakers. Thank you. A new New Haven resident. A, well, let's start with that. <laughs> you, uh, in the last six months or so, moved to New Haven? Yeah, in September. Well, how, how are you liking living in New Haven, and what brought you to New Haven? Um, you know, I love New Haven. I think that it's a very unique place in Allen County, very community-oriented, and that's kind of what attracted me to live here. You know, one of the things that I always talk about is our greatest attribute is that we're next to Fort Wayne, but not Fort Wayne. All those conveniences. You work at the Russo Center in downtown, so it doesn't take you very long to get to the office from your, your home in New Haven, does it? No. When I lived downtown, my commute was three minutes. Okay. Now it's about 15, which is not bad at all, but, you know, I think you have very nice amenities living out here and small town amenities but like you said, next to a big city. Oh, I've seen you at a lot of events at Schnelker Park, a lot yep. of different community things that happen here in New Haven. Is, is there any of those particular events that, that really stand out to you as, as something that, that you really enjoy? I like Freedom Fest. I think it's a good celebration of what it means to be an American. If you don't mind saying, you're late 20s. Yes. So what, what are you looking for in a community? Because obviously, with your skills and, and your degree and, and everything else, you have lived in Washington, D.C., you have lived in Bloomington. What about the Fort Wayne area? What about New Haven? What, what are you looking for as a Gen Z of where to live, quality of place, quality of life, those type of amenities? I think that it comes down, a lot of it comes down to cost and uh, being around things, easy to get to places around the United States. And we have really good airports that are within three hours of New Haven that you can get anywhere in the world. Three hours will get you to most big cities in the Midwest, um, but you still have that sense of community here and amenities if you want them that are close, big city amenities, but really a sense of home and community here. People help each other, people care about each other, and I think that's a big thing. It takes a village to raise a family, to have a family. You know, it takes friends and people you care about, and I think that we have a lot of Hoosier hospitality here in Allen County and in New Haven. Well, you mentioned airport. From, from New Haven, it's 15 or 20 minutes to oh, Fort yeah. International Airport. Yes. And, and you're one stop from almost anywhere in the world, so it, it is a great convenience. And I, I know you enjoy things like Tin Caps Baseball and Comets Hockey, all those amenities that are next to New Haven, but not in New Haven, just fabulous. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you do professionally, but let's start with your background. You're a graduate of, of Indiana University, right? IU Bloomington. And what is your degree in? Political science. Political Third science. Third generation. And for those that don't know, your mom is? Lana Kiesling, the Fort Wayne City Clerk. I love the story about how you got involved in politics at a very young age. It was second grade. Wow, so like eight years old. Yeah. So was there a, an event that happened that you saw on the news or... So as soon as I could learn to read, my dad um, gave me the newspaper every day and said, read this and recap it for me. Really? So, so summarize what the news was? Yes. Yeah. And I could barely read. I was in kindergarten and trying to read the newspaper and every day asking, you know, what does this word mean? What does this mean? Um, I was a very inquisitive child, as my parents will tell you. And I just became interested in the stories about government and politics. And I remember watching... George W. Bush's inauguration. That's my first political mm. memory. And I just got hooked. 
And in second grade, we had a career day. You know, my mom said, what do you want to dress up as? What do you want to be, you know, pretend to be when you grow up? And I said, well, I already know what I'm going to be, so I'm going to dress up like that, and I'm going to be a politician. And my mom said, where did you come from, and why would you want to do that? <laughs> and today you still ask and that I, same question, I don't do. you? <laughs> and she still asks me that question, yes. So let, let's talk about your current role. You are the Allen County Recorder. Yes. Not a lot of people know what the recorder's office does, but if, if you own a property in Indiana, specifically in Allen County, there's something that's under your domain yes. that, that is very important to them. So let's talk first of all about what the recorder's office does. So we hold all the property records for the county, a record of all of them. So we have records going back to the earliest I've seen is 1824. So everything back since then, mortgages, deeds, land contracts. And then we also do some miscellaneous documents such as sole proprietor business names. And then we also record DD 214s. Which yes. is a veteran's discharge. Yes. So one of the things that you circulate or that you, you get out into the community are veteran's discount cards at the recorder's office. Yeah, our honor reward program. So tell us a little bit about this. And for our listeners that are veterans or dependents of veterans, how they can apply and what what that means. So any veteran can come down to our office and record their DD-214 for free. And again, you're in the Russo, Russo, Russo Center. Center on the yep. first floor. Which Room is, 100. For us older people, the city county building. We, we still call it that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they can come down and record them for free at any time. And the advantage to that is you don't have to worry about losing it. And if something happens to you, your family knows where it's on file. So when you record that with us, we will give you one of our challenge coins. And then we can sign you up for our honorable reward program, which you will get a little card. I mean, on Veterans Day, Prosecutor Mick, Mal Mick Alexander came in and did this, so we were happy to have him. But you get a little card identifying you as an Allen County veteran, hmm. and then you can use that, redeem it for discounts on goods and services at local businesses, and we have that list on our website. And having been a realtor before I became mayor, I had a lot of veteran clients that used VA financing who lost their DD-214, and they'd yeah. have to get with the service center in Cleveland, and it would take weeks to get that. Oh, so, you're, if it takes weeks, you're lucky. So what a great service to offer yeah. to be able to keep that yeah. on Well, file. and then veterans can then come and get free certified copies at any point. So a lot of times, a lot of veteran organizations or the government want a certified copy with an embalmed seal, and we can provide that. Fabulous. Well, let's talk about something that I signed up for and the recorder's office has offered for a while and you yep. really pushed in 2023, and that's the property fraud alert. Yes. So kind of walk us through how that works, and I'll share my experience. You know, we've had this since I think maybe 14 years, maybe a little less than that. Um, but basically, it's a free alert service that if something gets recorded in our office with your name on it, you will be notified. And last year, we became the first county in the country to have this alert that um, is now in English and Spanish. And then we upgraded from, but prior it was just a phone call or email, now it's phone call, email, or text. So I want to give some personal experience on how this works and how this matters. I recently sold a building that I owned in New Haven last fall, and as soon as the deed was recorded when I sold the building, mm -hmm. I received a text message saying that basically there was an alert on a property that I owned, and yeah. you're able to click on it and get some additional information. I find that very, very handy and, and 
very comforting. As somebody that often wakes up at four o'clock in the morning, I might turn TV on and we see these infomercials about home title theft and things like this. And, And this is a great way of knowing if something is going on with your property. And it was within, I mean, it was pretty quick that I received this text. Usually it's within a day. So I found this very, very helpful. I found this as a great value-add service. And again, there's no cost to that to the consumer. Yes, there's absolutely no cost, which makes it unlike a lot of the other services out there. Um, The thing that I've been most proud of my first year in office, prior to me, the year before I took over, there were 860 signups. My first year in office, we had over 3,400. That's just absolutely amazing. So if somebody is listening right now Mm -hmm. and they're interested, and they should be, can go to your Facebook page, they can go to your website, or they can stop in and and, uh, get instructions on how. Or they can call us as well. um, One of the other things that I did this past year was completely redo the Allen County Recorder's website. So we have a brand new website, much more user-friendly. Is is that allencountyrecorder.us still? Yes. One of the great things about that, and going, again, going back to my days as a realtor, is the Neighborhood Resource Center. Yes. So if you live in a neighborhood with a homeowners association, uh, in almost every case, you can go in there and find the covenants for it. For free, yes. So usually our documents are a dollar a page, but you can see all plats and covenants online for free. So not only can you see your covenants, but if you want to see the boundaries of your property, you can find your plat to find of your lot. Again, not necessarily everybody knows what the recorder's office does, but if you Mm -hmm. own property, it's vital to make sure that that's done correctly. So the recorder's office is also unique, going back to when John Magali and and Anita was the recorder. uh, It is totally self-funded by the activity that occurs there. That's unheard of in government. How does that happen? Yeah, so like you said, we are completely funded by user fees. We do not take a single taxpayer dollar, and that's why we're county council's favorite. We never have to ask them for money. But all the fees that we collect from you know, recording documents, from copy fees, that all goes into our accounts, and then uh, we um, can fund the office with that. In addition, we also fund some of the general funds. We give the general fund money. We also fund the Surveyor's Cornerstone Fund. There's a state mortgage fund that when you record a document, a portion of that goes there, and that provides education for first-time homeowners across the state. They established that fund after the mortgage crisis back in 2008. And then we have a couple funds that it gets divvied into, but completely self-funded. Well, I wish all government were capable of, of doing that. It's a great service. So let's back up for a second. We talk about these fees. We talk about the paperwork that's there. So anybody that's ever bought a home, bought a building, and they had what's called title work done. Yes. So most people don't understand. They, I, again, I was a realtor for a long time. People don't understand title insurance, title work. But there's a, a title search that's done, and basically the book's at the recorder's office are gone through for deeds and liens and, and everything else against that property, correct? Well, now it's our online database, but yes, based off of Records the that scan are, documents uh, yes. of the books, yes. If you've bought a home, not only is that deed recorded through the recorder's office, but the process of getting clear title went through that recorder's office. Exactly, and the other thing that we see most often that homeowners don't know is you get your deed when you purchase a property, not when you pay it off. So a lot of people think that it's like a car where you get it when you pay it off. But most people get their deed at closing and they don't even realize it. Well, let's talk about that for a second because 
after you buy a home, you may get a letter in the mail saying that for $78. Oh, 90, or, it's gone up to $98. 90, well, inflation has hit everything. Yes. <laughs> that they can get you a, a copy of your deed for you. Yeah. You don't need to do that. You can call the recorder's office. You can go to the recorder's office and for a dollar or whatever the right, number a dollar of pages, page, yes. yeah, you can get a copy of that yourself. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of, you know, this is a scam that's been happening for years. The attorney general's office had to step in and make it, they were trying to make it look like it was coming from our office. And you know, the attorney general's office did what they could. And so it now just says local records office, but it's out of Indianapolis. But yeah, they want $98 for your deed. And unfortunately, it's a lot of older people or people that don't speak English as the first language that fall for it. Well, again, we all work hard for our money. We don't want people spending money on things that they don't no. need to spend it on. No. So I think that that is really important. Some of your goals for the recorder's office, again, you, you're relatively young still. Uh, you were 27 when, when you were elected. Yeah. And you are in a term-limited position, so mm -hmm. you can only serve two terms as a recorder. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your goals for the recorder's office, and then let's talk about long-term, kind of, you'll be 35 if you're elected a second time when mm -hmm. you have to leave that office. So let's talk a little bit about your goals for the recorder's office. Let's talk a little bit more about if we're looking down the road of, Nicole, do you want to stay in politics? Do you want to, you know, do you want to go to D.C.? So let's, let's start with the recorder's office goals. Um, the goals that I'm looking at right now are expanding our honor reward program, uh, making sure that we're having an up-to-date list of all the businesses that are participating, getting new businesses, um, and working with organizations to make sure that veterans know that they can record their DD-214 with us and that they can get their honor reward card. So let's go back a second. If I'm listening to this and I own a business or service and I want to participate in honor rewards, how do I get information on how I can become a participant to honor those who have served? So you can call our office and I'm happy to speak with you or you can go to our website and go to our honor reward page and fill out a um, online form that says what your business is, what the discount is, and all that information and it will automatically be uploaded to our website. Wonderful. So I will put a link in the notes to this show uh, of the link to the recorder's website and the pages about honor rewards and the Perfect. property fraud search modernizing the recorder's office. I know that you've worked to add some additional features and even some remodeling to make it more consumer taxpayer friendly. Yes, we did a complete remodel. There have been some security situations across the state with recorders. There was a recorder assaulted two years ago over um, getting copies of records, and that's something that we've seen an uptick in, unfortunately. So we added some security features and then just making sure that all of our books are out for the public to use and making sure that they're as accessible as possible while also being protected. Going back, like you said, to the 1820s in your office, and this yes. is a critical piece of Allen County history. One of the projects that I've you know, kind of undertaken is redoing a lot of these records. So putting them in plastic sleeves, rebinding them. There's a company that will treat the paper and then put it in plastic sleeves and rebind it so that we have those books for a lot longer than what we would have. And then you know, they have a lot of tips on how to store them so you can't store them vertically. It has to be horizontal. Hmm. The ink will drip down. The binding will fall apart if they're vertical. So they have to be horizontal. I never knew that. I never knew so we're getting ready to celebrate Allen County's bicentennial later this spring. Yes, and, and, I'm honored to be on the partnership. I'm chairman of the partnership committee, so we've been working hard. I don't think that a lot of people realize that Allen County will be celebrating 200 years this April. Yeah. Uh, it is an exciting time, and your office has records basically for that entire 200 years. Yes. Span. Oh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about 
of Nicole and, and Nicole's future. Do, do you want to continue to serve the public? Not necessarily in a certain role, but do, do you want to get in the private sector? What kind of is your career path? I love the public sector. My dad was in the military for 32 years, so I grew up with a strong sense of civic duty. I watched him get deployed to the Middle East and other parts of the world many times, and that's something that stuck with me in making the sacrifice. Um, I went to a a summer camp for military kids, Mm. and some of the kids had parents that didn't come home. Mm. And it was really hard. It was really hard for me, so I can't even imagine what it was like for them. Yeah, I, I can't begin to no. imagine what it's like for the, the sacrifices of yeah. the families. Um, no, that just instilled even more of a sense of public duty in me. And watching my mom and the things that she's accomplished, I love, and I tell my staff this all the time, the biggest compliment I can get is, I didn't know dealing with the government could be this easy. Mm. That That's the biggest compliment I think we can get. I like affecting change and helping the citizens of this community in ways that they couldn't get there on their own. One of the things that we try to do at the city of New Haven, our, one of our goals, and there's there's bureaucracy that's beyond what mm-hmm. we can do, so sometimes we can't do it, but government at the speed of business. Yep. And, and I think that we should all strive for that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's very important to do. So you kind of walked around my answer there. Do you in, intend? Do you hope to continue in public service? It sounds like it. Yeah, absolutely. Saying. Yeah, and you know, and I think there are many ways to serve. On Wednesday, New Haven Redevelopment Commission. You know, I love Allen County. I actually, I just finished giving a tour of the Allen County Courthouse. Let's talk about that. You're a docent for, I, the, for the courthouse. Um, I bring down the average age about 50 years between all the docents. <laughs> I love it. It was such a an amazing building. Most people don't know that it's actually the fourth courthouse on that same plot of land. Hmm. Yeah. I know one burned down in like the 1860s or something like that. Um, it didn't really burn down. Really? They, they tore it down so there were no bathrooms. Well, that would be a problem. So, That's very interesting now in county history. Yes. All right. You mentioned your mom. You mentioned your dad. Other role models in, in your life that's kind of helped you get to where you're at, teachers, things like that. My stepdad has been a big role model. I think he he is the kindest person I know, um, and he just exudes how you should treat people, and that's something that I've seen from him for as long as I've known him. Um, you know, and you, I mean... No, he's making a face for all those people at home. But I mean, I think you exude this leadership that I try to watch and mimic because you know how to lead a team. And I think that's one of the hardest things that you can do is lead a team, especially in the public sector. Well, that's very kind kind of you to say, and I was not leading you to get to get to get to that answer. As you look out over 2024, we're recording this early in the year. Any resolutions, any goals for 2024 that you want to accomplish either personally or professionally? Um, So I am chair of the Recorders Association Legislative Committee. So one of my resolutions is better understanding the state legislative process. I work very closely with our lobbyists and making sure I know what's going on and reading all the bills coming through that have to do with us. So that's something that I've taken on personally and professionally is to understand it more because I think you know as citizens we should all understand that 
but also as a recorder, making sure that we are passing laws that benefit the recorder's office to better help people. Well, so let's talk about this for a second. And you take the same approach that I do. You want to be involved and engaged mm -hmm. in the process and understanding the process works through lobbying and sometimes, frankly, it's being at the state house and yep. having those conversations. State legislature is in session. It's a short session this year. And they promised that it's going to be relatively pain-free and we'll let time tell whether that, that's the case yes. or not. But are there any bills out there this year that affect the recorder's office, not necessarily just yours, but mm -hmm. across the state of Indiana? And I'm going to follow that up with a question about unintended consequences. Um, we have a lot of bills this year and a lot of things that come about that we didn't know about until, you know, even the last two weeks. Um, you know, we're working with the Attorney General's office on language for protection for domestic violence victims. We're working and watching language for contracting laws with counties. You know, we're very unique in that the county recorder's office, because we're self-funded, we have our own perpetuation fund that's not appropriated. And so language has what to is allow... A per 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 <laughs> yeah, I can't even say it. <laughs> so that's kind of our own general fund okay. for the recorder's office. Okay. So we can use, we can pay anything out of that that has to do with uh, allowing the existence of our records and anything plus that if we have the money to do so. Well, that seems really important because the cost of digitizing and preserving those documents... Yeah. But we can even, we pay salaries out of it, everything. Well, the fact that it's perpetual tells me that it doesn't roll to the county's general fund if you don't Correct. spend it. Okay. Correct. Yep. So we have about 2.1, about 2.1 sitting in our perpetuation fund. Um, so if something were, if the housing market were to take a huge dive downward, uh, we would have money in there still to allow for the preservation of our records. So we talked a little bit about state legislature mm -hmm. and there's some really great people down there representing yes. us, and I always believe that they want to do what's best for Hoosiers. They want to do best for local government also to mm -hmm. be able to administer on the will of, of Hoosiers. But there's a lot of unintended consequences, right? Yes. So it is important that local officials like you and I and commissioners and others are down in Indianapolis during the process and making sure that we're weighing in on these type of things. Um, there's all kinds of examples where... There might be a problem in Indianapolis or mm -hmm. in Bloomington or in Muncie or fill in the blank and just a blanket state statute is passed, which affects everybody. Yeah, we've been dealing with that. So there was a very nice representative down from Southern Indiana that um, wanted to propose this law, not fully understanding the situation. She was just trying to do good because she thought it was a good service to offer our constituents and our association you know i kind of led the charge in talking to her and saying we don't need to legislate this if it's already being done by most recorders we will do a public awareness campaign mm -hmm. for it instead and so she was happy with that oh, that was one less bill for her to track through the legislative process and now the recorders association is banding together to do this public awareness campaign for property fraud in january that, that's wonderful and, and i'm not sure that listeners to this podcast or the general public understand what, what happens in Indianapolis and the process and to make sure that that input is there. And again, I, I do 100% believe that is unintended consequences, but yeah. law, laws are passed that have negative impacts on, on communities, on citizens. 
Uh, so yeah, we're absolutely. always there to make sure. I want to roll back a couple of years. I mean, you, you had what would be for a lot of young people a dream job in Washington, D.C., working mm-hmm. as a congressional staffer. Okay. T- tell me a little about what it was like living in Washington, D.C. It was crazy. It was always exciting. You're always going full speed ahead. It, it was fun. We, I got to see amazing things. I went to a beautiful party at uh, an embassy. You know, I got to watch the president arrive to the State of the Union. It was just amazing things. Worked with some great people, but it wasn't what I wanted to do long term. And I missed my environment here in Allen County and the things that I value, you know, where I wanted to live, where I wanted to raise a family. It wasn't out in Washington, D.C. Well, it's our gain that you decided to come back. There's, there's no doubt about that. So anything else that you would you, you would like to add for our listeners on New Haven Newsmakers? Sign up for property fraud. I think that's really important to do again. Yeah. Look for a link in the body of the podcast. We'll have, we'll have that there. Nicole Kiesling, New Haven resident, Allen County recorder. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you being a guest on New Haven Newsmakers with Mayor Steve. New Haven Newsmakers is a production of 1127 Services, who is solely responsible for the content. Thank you.